I want to share just for a few moments. Our intent isn't to make this a very lengthy service at all as normal, but we do want to honor the Lord because I know some of you have still got things to do with family and and with friends, and we, we greatly want to respect that and honor that. But I want to share some things with you from the Word of God using the Christmas story for just a moment that I believe the Lord began to speak to me a couple of weeks ago about this service. You that know me know that usually it doesn't happen that way for me. I'm not one of those guys that plan the year out of what I'm going to preach. Or, matter of fact, if, I, if I'm doing good, if I get a, a few days out, that's just how it flows for me. But I'm going to speak to you uh, prophetically from the Christmas story and maybe show you some things through the story that maybe you might have overlooked. And maybe to show you what this season is all about. And really as we're walking in to a brand new year. In the book of Isaiah is where I'm going to start at tonight. Isaiah is one of the most interesting books of the whole Bible. The Bible itself is made up of 66 different books. The book of Isaiah alone is made up of 66 books. Or 66 chapters. It's really a Bible, if I could say it like this, it's almost a Bible within the Bible. And of all the prophets, none of the prophets had a revelation or an insight into Jesus or into our salvation and redemption as Isaiah did. Isaiah is an interesting uh, a name because it means Yahweh is salvation. The whole book of Isaiah is really about is one sense is about this. The people of God had sinned and turned their heart from the Lord. And great judgment now was being pressed upon them. But through that, God had a plan. That that judgment wouldn't come upon the land, but that he would bring a savior that would redeem his people. Matter of fact, what was taking place in the book of Isaiah is much like what we are experiencing in our nation, in our world today. The hearts of men have turned far from God. Their hearts have become so wicked and so vile. They had turned the things of the Lord into idols and such as that. And matter of fact, at the time of writing one of the kings at the time of this that I'm going to be sharing from the book of, of Isaiah chapter 7, King Ahaz is the, is the king over, uh, over Judah. And the history would show us a little bit as I begin to look at this, that King Ahaz was a very wicked, wicked king. That he had turned the people from following the Lord. He had taken the temple that was made for worship and giving honor to God. And he had filled it with idols and, and, and with things that would defile the temple of the Lord. Not only was he one that was an idol worshiper, but he also was one that would honor Molech. And if you don't know who Molech is, Molech was a god of that day, a so-called god that the children would be sacrificed to. That they would take babies and literally he would be, the idol itself would be like a furnace. If I understood right, that they would take it and they would throw, cast those babies into the belly of that idol, into the belly of that furnace and literally destroy, destroy the lives of multiple, countless numbers of children. 
much like is what is happening through our land today in the sense of abortion and the things that are happening in our land that it seems like much of our nation is embracing and saying that is the right of a mom or it's the right of a woman to choose what they're going to do with that child. And our, and our so-called political uh, system of the moment, of the hour, the administration of the day is seemingly backing it up and has been for a long time. And the sad note is most of the church has stayed silent while these things are beginning to come upon the land. But it was in that time also that King Ahaz, I'm giving, I've got to give you a little history and then I'm going to move quickly. It was also in that time there were great nations that began to press in on Israel. That began to press in on, Judea, on Judah and, and, and conspire to overtake them. Matter of fact, I'm going to start reading to you now at, at Isaiah chapter, at chapter uh, 7 and verse uh, 6. It says, let us go up against Judah and let's trouble it and let us make a gap in its walls for ourselves and let us set a king over them, the son of T Tabel. But listen to the next verse. They're going to put it up on the screen and I want you to see it. Thus says the Lord God. It shall not stand, nor shall it come to pass. It looked like in that moment, if you'd read through those verses, and I don't have time, great fear was upon the nation. The people were beginning to fear the things that were coming. God said, don't fear it because I haven't let go of what I planned to do. And the Lord said, even though they've conspired, and even though it looks like everything has been set in motion, God says, it shall not stand, nor shall it come to pass. I'm here to declare to you that there are things upon the land right now. To us as believers, we might feel like everything is hopeless and that it's coming to an end. But I want to put something into your spirit tonight. I don't mean to be preachy, but I feel the preach coming on. I hear the Lord say something like this. It's there, but it will not stand, nor shall it come to pass for what God has intended to do in our nation. And we with his people, the church is going to see the glory of the Lord like we have never seen it before. I believe 2023 is going to be the year of God's fullness. I believe it's going to be a supernatural year for the people of God, for those who believe. Now notice how I said that, for those who believe. Look at the next part of that verse. I'm not going to read every verse. I want to, but I can't. He talks about the head of, uh, of Syria and Damascus and that, that is coming. And he talks about their position. But God said, if you will not believe, surely you shall not be established. Now, I believe the whole earth is going to see the glory of God. I believe the whole earth is going to be able to see the hand of God. I believe every person in this place is, going, is called to walk in the fullness of the Lord in this next year. But there's one prerequisite and God says it. If you will not believe, then you cannot be established. So when you walk into the next, to the next chapter, as though here's this wicked king and God speaks to him again. And he said, ask me for a sign, Ahaz. Ask me for a sign if I'll show you something that I'll do this. 
He said, ask a sign for yourself from the Lord. Ask it either from the depth of, uh, uh, and from the depth or in the height above. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, nor will I test or try the Lord. Then it's as though something happened to this wicked king that God opens his mouth and he begins to prophesy. Now listen to what he says. He said, then he said, hear now, O house of David. Is it a small thing for you to weary men? But will you weary my God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And his name shall be called Emmanuel. Which means God with us. This is so incredible to think about. To think about what we're celebrating. I've heard everybody, we're celebrating the birthday of Jesus. That's true. This day is all about Jesus. I know many of you have many traditions that you have established. Brother Kim and Miss Jenny is here with us tonight. And a few days ago, I was sitting with him. And I remember him telling a, a tradition that his father would do in their home. When they would get up on Christmas morning, that they would have balloons. Am I not right? That dad would put balloons out through the house, making it a party. Well, you know what? Absolutely nothing wrong with celebrating the birth of a baby the birth of Jesus to have that birthday party but my friends that are here tonight I, I want to declare to you something I've entitled this what I want to bring to you tonight that he was more than just a baby this is more than just a birthday celebration there's more than just a baby that we're talking about tonight I want to give you some things through the Bible, through the, through the Christmas story real quick that I want you to see that we must embrace. If not, we'll go through Christmas and we'll wait for 300 and what is it? 64 days and we'll do it. We'll have another one that we'll do it all over again and have the celebration, but miss everything in between. So you remember, I'm not going to read every story. So let me Go through it. We sang the song tonight in Isaiah. Remember Isaiah looked into the future hundreds of years before Jesus. So it's prophesied that a virgin, this is the sign, a virgin will conceive and bring forth a child. And his name shall be, his name is so important. His name shall be called Emmanuel. God is with us. And then a few chapters later, Isaiah prophesies again. And he says, for unto us a child is born, a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Prince of Peace, the Everlasting Father, and of his kingdom and peace there shall be a no end and then it goes on let me just finish it there shall be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it to establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward then forever the zeal of the Lord the zeal of the Lord's host will perform this so now let's fly into the future and get get to Mary this young girl that's possibly somewhere between Maybe I've heard everything from 14 to 18 years of age. 
while she's betrothed or she's engaged to a young man by the name of Joseph to be married to, that an angel appears to her and says, Mary, don't be afraid for you have found great favor with God. For now you're going to conceive and you're going to bring forth a son and his name shall be called Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. The angel appeared. This was God's doing. Something I want you to notice. This wasn't from earth up. This was from heaven down. That God himself was stepping into. God said the wickedness of the earth is so great. Man can't change it. And the only way that it's going to be changed. Unless God himself intervenes. And comes into the earth. So God chose to take on the form of man. To be born as one of us. To take on our likeness. Even though we were made in his image. In his likeness. God chose to take on our form so that he could come and deal with the things that are troubling us. So Mary's troubled by this. How is this going to be? Seeing I know not a man. The angel said the highest will overshadow you. The highest will overshadow you and that which will be conceived in you will be of the Holy Ghost. Mary still wondered. I, I, could you imagine not knowing anybody, she's alone in this spot, never been with the man to this moment. And all of a sudden, she's getting this, getting this download of something into her that says she's going to bring a child forth. And I'm going to call his name Jesus. That's all she knew at the moment of time. And the Bible said that Mary just had a moment of faith. And she said, be it unto me, Lord, according to your word. And she embraced it. And from that moment, she just had to begin to walk out and began to ponder everything that was going on in her life but while that's happening with her her husband her man to be but to be engaged to is building them a home no doubt getting ready for her to be his new bride and while he's there she's already conceived and an angel appears unto him through a dream and says, Joseph, please hear this. Joseph, don't be afraid to take Mary to be your wife. Because he's already evidently found out that she's with child. I'm sure there was a lot of questions going on in his mind. But the angel said, don't be afraid. Don't put her away. For that which is in her is of God. And you're, she's going to bring forth the son. Now I want you to pay close attention. She's going to bring forth the son. And you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So you want to know what Christmas is about? It's about salvation. You need to grab that. It's about saving us from the doom. It's saving us from the judgment. It's saving us from the sinfulness. It's saving us from ourselves. It's saving us from the stuff that this world has embraced at this moment that we couldn't change no matter how hard we tried. His name shall be called Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. Now it's very interesting Notice through every one of these scriptures, it said something. His name shall be called. His name shall be called. Remember, I started out with Isaiah. Yahweh is salvation. Yahweh is salvation. The Hebrews lived with such a belief of the holiness and the awe of God. That they wouldn't speak his name the way that you and I would speak it. They would give him a name. And so the name Yahweh... 
means, listen, remember, Yahweh is salvation. Yahweh means the one by whom all things exist. The one by whom all things exist. So if he says, I am salvation, I'm the one by me, salvation exists, then I've got news for every one of us in this room. Not religion, not denomination, not any of our works, our ability will bring salvation to us. The only one that can bring salvation is the one that has called for it and has ordered it in our life and it is the Lord himself. It is Yahweh, the one by whom all things exist. That name is interchanged by other names of God as Adonai and different things through the scripture. And one of the most important names that it was exchanged with is in the book of Exodus when Moses was going to go deliver the people of God. And Moses said to God, how shall this people know by what name shall I give them? And this is what God said, just tell them I am. So this is what God is saying. I am God salvation. I am God salvation. Jesus' name is a derivative of the name of, as we would go back into the Old Testament, of Joshua. I found this out recently, that Joshua's original name wasn't Joshua. A J was added to that later. His name was Oshua, which be how he would be pronounced. But when his name, when the name J was added to his name, it declared that now that he is of God. So now he is God of salvation. He's the God of salvation. He's the God, our deliverance. He's the God, our Savior. So when Jesus is saying, you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. God is saying, I've come down to save you. God himself has come down to our level to save us. So salvation, salvation is what Christmas is all about. It's more. The gifts that we exchange, everything that we've done over the day, no matter what you've done, if you've exchanged something to share your heart, to share your love, every bit of that because we are saved by grace and not of ourselves, for it is a gift of God. Man, God hasn't left himself without witness in any form or fashion. Let me quick, quickly, I got to land the jet. My time is already up. Y'all are too easy to preach to. Your amen is really pulling me. Here's the second thing. Before Mary and Joseph, there was one, a priest by the name of Zacharias that was of, of late in age and had a wife by the name of Elizabeth and he always had a desire to have a child, but he's old in age and his wife is advanced in years and unable to have children. And while he's serving in his time, the angel appears, God appears to him. Notice everything is from heaven down working in this season towards mankind. The angel appears and said, you're going to bring forth the son and you're going to name him. They gave him a name, spoke that to Elizabeth. You're going to call him John. 
that was totally out of the ordinary because nobody in Zacharias' lineage, I think, was called John. But, but the angel said, you will name him John. And when Zechariah was confused and troubled, even that he would even have a child, God brought brought him to where he could not speak so that nothing but what God would say at the moment would come to come out of his mouth. But the moment he made the decision, I'll obey God, I'll believe what God said. And he said, I'll name him John. God opened his mouth and he spoke it out. He said, his name will be called John. And John would be the one that would point the way of salvation. But in the book of, a book of Matthew chapter 1, in the book of Matthew chapter, let me make sure I can find it. No, Luke, uh, Luke's gospel, I believe it's where it is. Uh, is that, yes, Luke, uh, gospel, verse one, chapter one and verse 68. He said this about John. This is what's gonna be his message. Remember, it's about salvation. I gotta find Luke. Hang in here, he's in here. Here it is. Zacharias begins to prophesy after he named him. And he said in verse 68, he said, blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and he has redeemed his people. Now, I want you to know that Christmas, that this time, this Jesus is about redemption, redeeming you. What does the word redeem means? It has a couple of meanings. It means to put back into original order or to original form. It also means to pay the price. And not only was the price paid, but double was paid. And I'm here to declare to you tonight that salvation has come, but not only has salvation come, but redemption has come. May I declare to you that God's intent is to restore you to fullness in every area of your life spiritually physically emotionally relationally financially listen you and I are not supposed to be walking on the bottom we're supposed to be walking on the top the head and not the tail above and not beneath so he come to save us he come to redeem us here's the third thing it's found in the book of Luke chapter 2 through the Christmas story. Go read this stuff. There are angels. That are watching over their flocks by night. It's just, the ushers are getting ready. Go ahead guys if you don't mind. The angels have been watching over their flocks by night. The Bible said. And while they're watching over their flocks. The Bible said suddenly. An angel of the Lord stood before them. And the glory of the Lord began to shine around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign. You shall find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, and lying in a manger. One of you come and help me. Raj, would you come? If you can just pass that down the line. I want you to hear the message of the angels. And suddenly there was with the angel, the multitude of the heavenly host saying, 
Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace, goodwill to all men. Jesus is salvation. Jesus is redemption. Here's the third thing I want you to declare to you. That he is our peace. And that peace isn't that everything on earth is going to be peaceful. Remember what he said earlier out of Isaiah? If you don't believe, you can't be established. But God proclaimed to every man and every woman upon the planet of past and future, even in our moments of time, God said, every one of you can encounter my goodness and encounter my glory. For I have come to bring peace upon the earth. In other words, God said, I'm pulling my hand of judgment because I have sent the acceptable sacrifice to pay the price, to take care of the punishment that would come because of the sinfulness of man. God is not angry with you. To every person in this room, I don't care what you've done, I don't care where you've been, God is not angry with you. Even through your failure, even through your defeats, even through the things you knew that you blew, God is not angry with you. In other words, God said, I paid the price. I took your punishment so that you don't have to take it no more. They announced peace on earth, goodwill to all men, Good news for you that feels like you're cursed. The curse is broken. The curse has been removed through Christ because cursed is every man that hangeth upon a tree and upon the cross. Jesus took our sins and iniquity and our punishment and our curses. Isn't it interesting that one of the greatest symbols of Christmas is the Christmas tree? A tree that Jesus would die upon. One that would represent death. But the tree we celebrate, we don't celebrate the tree, but the tree we decorate and we all put up is a green tree that declares life. Through everything that we've done, God said, I'm here to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly been said that the sheep that those shepherds watched over were the sacrificial lambs were the lambs that had to be very well taken care of because they, they were to be offered on the altar of sacrifice they would have no blemish they would have no marks and scars so they were well taken care of and these shepherds are watching over the sacrifices but a greater one has come. Isaiah said, his name will be called Wonderful Counselor. When I think about, when I think about that, I believe Isaiah was seeing the response of people because this is the one that you will worship. This is the one that you will adore. You will call him wonderful. He will be our counselor. He will be our guide. He's the one that will guide us into all truth. 
He's the mighty God, the only one that could deliver us from our hardship, from our slavery, from the from our judgment. He's the only one. He's the one that treated us as a father would treat his children with love and compassion, with respect. His name will be called God dwelling among us. God our salvation. God our redemption. God our peace. God our restorer. Embrace him tonight. This is what this season is all about. He said if you can believe all things are possible to him that believeth.